Has a fear of failure or indecision kept you from your creative potential? Has hesitation made your skill set corroded and rusty? Bust through the rust with the Creative Corrosion Podcast. Topics cover habits and environmental changes that prevent creative stagnation. Interviews will provide fresh perspectives and tips to nurture your creative potential. The Creative Corrosion Podcast will shift your mindset and challenge your limiting beliefs. These episodes will act as your guide past roadblocks towards the life you keep imagining. If you would like to connect further or want to hear about upcoming episodes, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Creative Corrosion Podcast. A common misconception is that financial wealth equals corruption, or maybe you've heard the phrase that money is the root of all evil, but really, Wealth only corrupts people with weak constitutions, and I think a far better way to look at wealth is as the amplification of who you are at your core. When you think of wealth and its relationship to creatives, there is a sense of disparity. Working for the man can be seen as a failure, and over time it became really common to see as making any significant money from your work as selling out, or that somehow the more wealth you acquire, the less authentic you are. Creatives are natural problem solvers, and many can understand the human condition and use their understanding to create social change. So it's no wonder that creatives are constantly presented with negative perceptions of wealth, because creatives can use wealth to its highest potential and make massive change, and that change is threatening. Growing up, we were all presented with negative perceptions of wealth. From tales of Scrooge to Robin Hood, we learned that wealth was a bad thing. As adults, this narrative hasn't really changed. You see sensationalized news stories of greed every day. And I'm not saying that there isn't significant misuse of wealth in the world. What I'm saying is those shown the most negative perceptions of wealth are the ones who could make the most difference if they had that wealth. Once you recognize how financial wealth can be a powerful tool for positive change, you can work on redefining your relationship to wealth and take your power back. I've worked for the government for the past five years, and I've gone to a lot of personal development workshops, and I even attended a private university. Wealthy people have surrounded me for a really large portion of my life, and only a handful were pure evil. I'm kidding. I've learned it's a little too simple to categorize all wealthy people as terrible. I've met a lot of hardworking and really community-focused people who strive for change. From being surrounded by the quote-unquote well-to-do, I've learned a few things about the wealth mindset that have really helped me. A few of the most important things I've learned are, one, being aware of your language around money, two, handling money with a respectful attitude, and three, self-responsibility with finances. If you walk around with an unhealthy relationship to financial wealth, you're going to communicate that relationship in your words. So it can be really helpful to make a few swaps in your common day-to-day phrases. So for example, when you say the phrase, well, money doesn't grow on trees, or you say, I'm broke, maybe instead say that cash is out there, I just don't have it yet. Or another swap could be, you know, I can't afford it, it's too expensive. Maybe ask yourself, well, how could I afford this? Or say to yourself, I'm choosing to save right now. These simple swaps can focus your mind to a more hopeful and solution-oriented frame. It's not my goal to sound insensitive, and I don't know where you're at. And it's going to sound harsh, but it's tough love. For every excuse you have surrounding money, 
There are multiple people who have beat those odds or work through those limitations. So you can make excuses or you can make money, but you can't do both simultaneously. You have a responsibility to manage your finances and see, I'm guilty of this. I push it off. But if you choose to remain unaware of your financial state, you let money have power over you instead of you controlling your cash. And it creates this fear and I've felt that before. Taking small steps to save for the future or to learn a little bit about investing can help you feel more confident with your finances. You can also seek out people who have been through similar situations. It's a really great place to find some inspiration. For a long time, I had a really negative perception of wealth, and I found myself in a lot of situations that made me feel less than or like an outsider. I'd speak with friends at school after summer vacation, and they'd talk about their summers abroad, and the most exotic place I'd ever been to was Paris, Texas, and I held tight to this less than viewpoint for the majority of my schooling. But one day, my relationship to wealth changed for the better. I was in my mentor's office, and we were discussing next semester's classes, and for some reason, I described myself as poor, and my mentor stopped me dead in my tracks, and with a really stern voice, she said, I never want to hear you call yourself poor again. She went on to say that I was intelligent, talented, kind, had loving friends and family, and my health. She called me incredibly wealthy. I felt so embarrassed that I even jokingly took any of that for granted. That conversation changed my life, and it taught me that being financially challenged is a temporary situation, but being poor is a state of mind. From that conversation, I started viewing financial wealth as only one pillar of holistic wealth. Let's dive a little deeper into the concept of holistic wealth. See, you could have all of the money in the world, but be unhealthy and bedridden. Or you could have the money to travel anywhere you wanted, but no one to share the joy of those experiences with. All this to say that money isn't everything. And while you're working on your relationship with financial wealth, it's really helpful to focus on the areas in your life that you're already wealthy. Gratitude not only brings more good into your life by shifting your focus and awareness, but it's also a lot more fun to be in a state of gratitude than resentment for what you see as lack. Let's discuss a few action steps for creatives who want to bring in more financial wealth in their life. We'll start with a story I recently heard about Picasso, and this story helped me see my value as a creative way more clearly. So one day a man approached Picasso at a cafe, and he asked him, Could you sketch something for me? I'll pay you for it, just name your price. In response, Picasso pulled out a pencil and started sketching on a napkin. The man reached out to collect the napkin back from Picasso, but Picasso held on to it. He said, you owe me $100,000. The man was shocked. He said, that took you no more than 30 seconds to draw. Picasso crumbled up the napkin. He stuffed it into his pocket. And he said, you're wrong. It took me 40 years. Albeit a little dramatic, but what Picasso was talking about was charging for your expertise. I see so many creatives receive far too little for the value they provide. So an incredible chance to increase your financial wealth would be to restructure your income from one based on an hourly rate to one based on the value provided. So if you've cultivated your skills through education and experience, you're going to produce work at a faster rate. And if you're charging hourly, this expertise will actually cause you to make less money. If you have years of experience in your creative medium, you should be making more than a student rate. Unless you're expanding into mediums outside your usual wheelhouse, you absolutely shouldn't be producing work for exposure. 
it's really beneficial to understand the importance of the work you provide. Knowing what value your product or service gives to your clients will not only help you quantify the value of the work, but also help you communicate that value effectively. Another way creatives can find financial wealth is through marketing their expertise. You know, there's only so many hours in a day and you can only work one-on-one with so many clients or make so many physical products. It puts a cap on your income. Instead of limiting yourself to your salary ceiling, you could create a resource like a book or an online course for people to learn your medium. Through the use of the internet, you can reach a whole world of customers. And if you can put in the work at the beginning to provide something of really great value, the class or the book later becomes a source of passive income. A really great example of expanding your income past its average ceiling is the story of popular YouTube channel, Yoga with Adrian. If Adrian capped herself at what the usual yoga instructor made and took the same actions as everyone else, she would only make a salary at or below that ceiling. Adrian saw an opportunity to teach yoga online before online learning became such a big industry. Due to her actions, she now totes millions of subscribers. She has paid course offerings and an exclusive membership website. So whatever your skill set, thinking outside the boundaries of your profession is a great way to increase your impact and consequently your wealth. If you have the time, I really recommend listening to Adrienne's TED Talk about starting her channel. It's really insightful and shows you kind of how to think outside the boundaries of a regular profession. I hope this episode helped reframe your relationship to financial wealth, and I hope you gained a few new tips to take back your economic power. I think if we can focus on balancing our holistic wealth, we can become the most empowered versions of ourselves. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to connect further, be sure to follow the show on Instagram at Creative Corrosion Podcast. 